This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. Now, let's pick up where we left off. We're We're Luna. Luna. And this, this is Gaotic. Our podcast about absolutely nothing and yet everything, hosted by us homosexuals. We all share one brain cell. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm Josette. I'm Katie. I'm Naomi. The three of us have been in a band together for years. We've been friends for a decade. And we've been gay since the beginning of time. Perfectly synced. Yeah. Yeah. Right on cue. (laughs) That's always the best. (laughs) Did you ever have to do like Zoom recording with Queen? Actually, you know, we wrote our song over Zoom, so obviously. We wrote, yeah, we did. Did you leave your, all of our sessions you left your history behind for a moment? I did. I left my body. But not many. I think just you guys and Ava and then Troy and I would, we did a lot over Zoom. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, but it's impossible because you can't actually listen to something. I think sing. it's great for finishing songs. Agreed. If you need to do a second sure. verse or if you need to write a bridge, but I prefer to be dancing around the room yeah. with someone. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so today on the pod, I, I, I have to stop immediately because I can't believe how professional I'm being. Improfessional. No, she's into being professional. As soon as I started being like, I'm going to do an introduction. <laughs> oh, you my mean God. Introduction. Uh. Introduction. Um, <laughs> we have our, our dear, dear friend, and his, his professional name is Leland. And I'm really, really, I'm really, really happy that you're here. Um, we have worked a lot together. And, but recently, I feel like there's a lot of crazy shit happening in. You're you're having you're in a moment right now. I mean, yeah. I wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a moment. I think this chapter all just feels like bonus and getting to play with my friends, mm. and I really love that. So I keep forgetting. I, I you know, one of the things that's happening in this moment is uh, Troy Song Rush, yeah. which is just so special and the video is iconic and song of the summer for sure. I need to like hear everything about how that song it it's so special and you know no matter what the reception had been with the song, we were so proud of it. So proud of this body of work and where he is. Yeah. But being that the reception has been so incredible, we just get to like celebrate a little bit. And now we're just excited to do it again. We already were before this album started coming out, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just really awesome. And I think, you know, in the midst of the song coming out and everything going on, we've just been laying around my house, uh, the past couple weeks, uh, <laughs> yeah, not really doing anything. I think you guys are yeah. always together. We hang out a lot. And then we also, it, it's sort of like the relationship I see with my mom and my grandma where they just call each other throughout the day. Cute. And so we just, we've already spoken, I think, three times today. <laughs> and <laughs> That's it's so just cute. so sweet. I think we're going on 10 years of Same. friendship and being yeah. collaborators. And uh, it always, I don't know how it feels like to you guys, but to me it feels like, oh, now we're just getting started. Yeah. Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like this has been, we've done, we have so many great memories and so many fun things, but we're at a place now where we're creating with so much less fear and so much more freedom. And like when budgets increase, yeah, your imagination can be, can also increase can also increase in that yeah. way. So it's really fun. But not everybody can um, meet that opportunity when they get it. Not also not everyone can meet that opportunity without um, without the fear. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, I had, like at the beginning of our yeah. like I would say relationship and friendship uh, as collaborators. I had so much more fear. I mean, than yeah, Troy definitely did, for sure. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, he grew up in a really incredible home that, like, you know, I I, I know he's told this story, but he just came out really young and was supported yeah, right uh-huh. away. And so, and I just have a different background. Yeah. I'm very close to my parents now, but I grew up in South Mississippi. Yeah. And uh, is all, that considered Bible Belt? It's like the buckle. The, it's the deepest, it's, it's, it's the deepest it's the part. Hook. Yeah, it's holy the, shit. Something. Uh, and uh, and so growing up there, I I knew what I wanted to do was just write songs and pop songs. And I grew up in the TRL era of music videos and mm-hmm. racing home before anyone else got home to watch to have like forty five minutes of TRL time before I had to change the channel because everyone got home. So um, so to when we first started writing songs and putting same-sex pronouns in songs, yeah. I was like, mm, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I didn't say anything in the moment, but I had this fear of, it's wild that it all goes back to like, well, my parents are going to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so c- crazy how quickly I could revert to feeling that way. Mm-hmm. But now we're, my parents adore Troy. I like, my grandparents adore Troy. Like everyone, yeah, we just have so much love for each other that that fear um, went away. And I and I'm so grateful for that. But I needed those sessions of feeling uncomfortable and that reassurance of just like, no, this is this is what we're doing. And I I grew so much from that. And I think that's why I took a little while for me to do my project. Right. That's what I was gonna say too. Is like I, I think. People who know your work, they probably, it's like a lot of, it's very common to know you as one of the, like, one of the songwriters Mm. of our generation right now. But then also people know you from RuPaul because, I mean, it's just been something that has really lost (laughs) (laughs) sisters. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's a whole other, like, realm of your career and something that you're exploring that I'm so excited about. And we also did a song together. We did a song together. <laughs> that but was when did best. you start? So you're so like in terms of being afraid or like having that moment of clocking, I don't know if I'm comfortable with same sex pronouns on songs. Like were you writing songs as a kid? When did you start writing and and what were how did you approach that? Like, and, and also how did that work in terms of your identity? Like, you know, as you're saying that it's reminding me of a story when I was living in Mississippi and I think I was probably in ninth or 10th grade and my parents had gotten a piano for us, which was amazing. And so I remember going to them and being like, I wrote something and I need to show you. And, uh, and then they came in, they were so excited. And I remember just playing chords like just an instrumental there were there was no lyric there was no melody and i think they were like wait and i but i didn't know and and i'm realizing now i think at the time i didn't really know what to talk about Mm. or what to sing about i didn't want to sing about uh i didn't want to sing anything uh religious um you know i grew up in like a deeply religious setting and home and, and all of that but and so for a long time i could write chords 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 and and even melodies, but I didn't know what to say. Even in college, I was writing songs and I was writing songs for other people. Mm-hmm. Like my friend needed a country song for our country showcase. So my friend and I would sit down and write a song for her or um, even like a gospel song. But I didn't know what to say because I couldn't say what I wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to just say bullshit. I'm not going to. I also hadn't had any like life or love experience yet. Mm-hmm. And then it was figuring out how to put that into a song without coming out. Yeah. So, so for it, sure. that that made like mm. songwriting pretty complicated yeah. for a while, at least That's for myself. That's a tricky situation. It's so funny. I love talking about, I feel like dating wise, I'm in where I would have loved to be in college, you know, but you spend so much time. I got to college and I was like, I am gay. I'm ready to date. I'm ready to hook up, but no one can know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that, is, that is very a very challenging place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's such a it's such a common story that I feel like I talk about with people all the time of just like <laughs> just not being able to self actualize for one reason or another. You get kind of robbed of certain life experiences, mm-hmm. or they just get you know delayed, kind of postponed, a and bit. delayed. Yeah, so I I totally understand what you're saying. But it's a beautiful thing that 
we like you know as a queer community i think that's such a common thing yes we, we are totally ex having certain experiences just a little bit later in life and maybe yeah. that means we can handle them with a bit more maturity maybe not perhaps but, yeah but i'm trying to just think of the pros of not having a boyfriend in high school or mm -hmm. not knowing another gay person in high school or or all of that but now you know i think it took up until now rush is just such a wonderful example of how i feel too like as a person in this chapter yeah and and the kinds of experiences i want to be having and i whereas before you know i would maybe not necessarily send the song to my parents now i'm like can't I, I can't tell enough people that I'm a part of that song. Totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it and it also makes me think about like just how important it is. I, I'm sure that there's a very like rich history of queer people kind of working behind the scenes for, you know, pop stars that were um like more in line with, you know, like the straight Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's a rich culture. There's a rich history. Yeah. But it's I, it's just very meaningful, like that you are working with a, another gay person. I'll, I'll, I'll be it. I mean, I feel like you're a top. I don't know if Troy's a top. <laughs> Didn't he just come out he, as a top? He just kind of cleared it up. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, tell me. <laughs> he talked about No, Bloom. it's just a, it was in a. It was, yeah, it was in the Emrata. It was on the Emrata podcast. Okay. And he was like, I kind of feel like I have to like clarify to people. Oh, we, is like, it because I bloom just for yeah, you? Just for just you. For just you. for you. Duh. Just for you. Oh my God. So just for that special person. Wow, I feel all of a sudden so much more connected to Troy. Because, it, you know, every, no, depending on how you identify sexually or what you're into, if you are predominantly a top, bottoming is a, is a really vulnerable moment oh my god 100 you know who so talks about this on on our pod was matt rogers i think like said shocking. something like <laughs> but said something like really along the and lines we met of... him at your party actually we traced he the lines and jerry back. were pushing each other to go talk which to really yes. like yeah. streamlines the narrative so of like i really feel like brett is like mama of like well the, yeah that party was insane yeah i mean that was just... such a fun one there was someone at that party wait Maybe you know who this is, but there was someone at that party in character as Miss Piggy. I didn't. The, I, I, from I didn't the moment see. they showed up till the moment so they left, did and not. You don't know who it is. Not a single person knows who they are. That is so. Or they weren't funny. invited. I, they, I, just... they absolutely were <laughs> invited. Like yeah. I, I'm like, did I invite Miss Piggy? Like, but no, like, it was amazing. But that fuck? party was really special. That's um, so funny. Wait, I was having a. You were thinking about topping and bottoming, and no, and no, that. it was special before and... that. It, I, I had a story related to um, your story about like just playing chords for yeah. your mom and <laughs> yes, dad. Yeah. Like everyone I was, does. I feel like yeah. we were all I was kind of well, yeah, I want I want to hear that. about the first like pieces of music that you guys showed Please. to your family yes. that you wrote. But I I wrote a song, one of the first songs I wrote was called The Gear Song and it was like really horny. Like the the lines the <laughs> line in the chorus was like it was like <laughs> these angry gears are are bound to grind. Whoa. Like, wow. I just I was obsessed with grinding. How the, old the story you? is consistent. Um, I was in like seventh grade. So I will like, say like that feels like dance. it has layers. Um, the anger beyond just the sexual, yeah, the yeah, anger. yeah, yeah. The anger, the but I mean, anger is sex too, you know. The rage. Um, totally. but I wrote the, this song called the Gear Song, and then, um, I did play it in front of my parents, like, and also at an open mic, and then, um, after that, I found out that my dad was like trying to uh see if I could like get into therapy because he was so disturbed. He was so disturbed that you wanted, that you had the compulsion to make art. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was the, just like. It so was indicative of such I a profound song, sickness. Well, it was like the song, the, the vibe of the song a little bit was like, it's like, it hurts, but I like it. Oh, no. like, it's gotta be such an interesting thing for a parent to watch their child who they, they know and they're hearing you sing these things and they're like, what the, who the, what, fuck, who the is fuck is this? What the fuck are they thinking? Yeah, and and like at the time, I think all I had done was like uh, I had like made out with a guy. Yeah, and then like th from that, you know, but that's that plus my school fantasy. dance era. That's that's mm -hmm. there's an awakening in that chapter. So for disturbing. Sure. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, there yes. were angry gears for yes, sure. Yes, yes, very. I think scary. being a parent must be the most disturbing experience to just see your kid be disgusting. Oh. <laughs> it's actually so gross. I think about myself and I'm like, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how I came through that. Same. Yeah. You have to. Your parents just have to black out <laughs> through it. Like, I can't. You you're like 13 and you want to have sex like that is insane <laughs> and you look that is like so a disgusting dude it's so, yeah. it's so disgusting but maybe there is a difference because like I still would never have written about like I would never have written an explicitly queer song I never would have been like I'm making out with my right. best friends but that's what I was doing um, <laughs> femme privilege <laughs> I know I know um, but I did still have this kind of like confidence from somewhere of like I can put like more adults like messed up and I can also write about things that I haven't experienced yet mm -hmm. and put that in songs um but yeah I know you I I think I know what your first song that you wrote Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, everyone knows. let's hear about it I'm oh, a hit maker. that title classic yeah <laughs> it's a classic title I, I used to play for my parents all the time and I used to play at their parties I put out my bowler wow. hat <gasps> get that cash oh. <laughs> I, much I like the elvis anything. performers i would give anything a video to been there <laughs> I if, I, if we find time travel that's where i'm going i looked that's amazing. exactly where i'm going i was totally normal yeah. looking i looked like i should <laughs> and that i fit into my body and in society so it looks like i should <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the first song but i wrote songs all the time like i just like but what music. was this Romeo song and Juliet, you guys Is know it Romeo I, I and know, Juliet, that's, who, that's who you are to no, me. It's like Romeo and Juliet. That's what that's you are what to I me. Think we are. It's like everything. And that's what I think everywhere. we are. Sorry. That's so bizarre that I found someone wants. to love. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, was it about somebody? No. Girl, I was just singing. Okay. Neither were mine. No, I mean, I think about kids' no songs, it's like, what, what am I really digging into? I'm digging into yeah. singing and playing and getting attention. You know, I learned about what love was three days ago. So Absolutely. I'm curious about it. Yeah. Um, what about you? Did you write songs? I didn't write songs, but I, w I was I was constantly like playing music. Uh -huh. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I had a piano in my room. Mm. Yeah. So I was just constantly playing the piano and I was constantly singing like, yeah. That was more my. But did thing. you ever go like, "Mom, check this out"? No, I wasn't really. A, I'm not really a songwriter in my soul. Like, that's not who I am. I mean, like, I, I also feel like you probably would have gotten the vibe from Harriet, like, just like do your shit. But and you also just like, like that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you have when you have a lot of jazz snobs in your family, maybe it discourages. <laughs> got it. Got it. Yeah. Musical adventure. No, she's um, proud of you. No, my mom. My mom's great. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I just, she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really write songs, but okay. I, I played, I would make, um, I would make songs up on the piano for sure. Like yeah. all the time. And I would play for hours, but I would not practice. That's, so I'd show up to my lessons I, was I never really got yeah. better. Just, just. <laughs> I'm still, wait, so you can play piano. I can play chords and yeah. I played in church. So that's oh, where yeah, I that's, had my, I was like, wondering, like, were you a church music? Oh kid? yeah. And, and honestly, I, I still. Like those songs are very mo the melodies are strategically written. Oh, they're to good. Evoke mm -hmm. emotion. I thought you were gonna say I still go to church. I, I still go to the same church. I was gonna say and, rock uh, still on. No, praise and worship. I I I com as someone who is Let's raised completely secular, like tax free. Religious music is really powerful. It's so like, beautiful. It's yeah. insane how good it is. Mm -hmm. I would imagine in the south it was maybe better. Uh, I, I was in like a Christian rock band. It wasn't uh, bad actually. My I loved my voice teacher in high school, and she taught me a lot about songwriting. And she ran the the like Christian rock wow. band. Were you was it the Heart. Christian rock band in the church or outside of the church? In the church. Got it. So uh, we would like Catholic rock. It was Catholic rock. Amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Progressive. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think about. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. <laughs> Our second duet. Speaking of that, I want to see you. <laughs> it's wow. gorgeous. Okay, so there was some crossover. Yeah, absolutely. Sing another one. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Da, 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 da. So, I mean, yeah, the melodies are amazing. I wish I knew. Intoxicating melodies. Mm -hmm. That would have been so cool. Speaking about being had, intoxicating, like, this break that we're going to take for an ad is absolutely deliciously intoxicating. 
Okay. I walked, for what it's worth, I walked in, I walked in today drinking AG1. It's in my, it's in my North Face cup. I shook it up right before I walked out of the house with you some love that cup. cashew milk. That's your special cup. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You were the first one to ever try to get us to be like, eh, have a good sink. You have always watched our uh, bad yeah. more than anybody. You just... Yeah, you and honestly, the first like so really times. successful co-write for Katie. Yeah, mm-hmm. so how's it feel? I have That's been just facts. such a fan, and I think I've I've told you this, but uh, during COVID, when we were all in quarantine, my three friends that moved in with me, we would just blast Muna all day <laughs> long, and actually just dance around the house, Hell around yeah. the deck, like we just blast. And so I fell in love with you guys just as a band and songwriters. And so becoming friends and collaborators has been incredible. And that was, um, yeah, that song, uh, that we tried to do for love Victor Mm -hmm. that I think that was, that might've been one of the first sessions in my place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Cause we were in a spare bedroom with no furniture, Mm -hmm. um, and like lawn chairs or some fold out chairs. And I can't remember if you didn't have your pup yet or you maybe just got, I think you just gotten a puppy. Maybe just got Crosby. Yeah. Who's four. Unbelievable. So cute. But yeah, I knew there was going to be something when it all, you know, when the time was right and everything. And, and truthfully, I did, I did not imagine that it would be like us as a, duet and then what I want and then that opening the eras it's all just like these moments to see like the birth of a song and see just where it goes is really special it never gets old Mm -hmm. and when I saw the LA show here and you opened uh with what I want and we're gonna do it again so it, it like that is the I think probably the most fulfilling moment of being a songwriter for me it's like because it's not about it's awesome when people like songs that you've written, but seeing them arranged and seeing the artist perform it and the reaction of the crowd, right. that's that's the the moment that like you can't really capture it or and you can't or you, you can't like create out of thin air. Mm-hmm. It has to, it leads to that. Right. And it's the result of the song coming out, people loving the song, people living with the song for however many months, and then that moment of seeing it live. It yeah, you just can't recreate it. It's it only happens in that moment and only so many times. Yeah, so that's been really. It's really the perfect special. song to open the show with. I you think. have um a little. Well, you get that. It's kind of. <laughs> it's uh. It's actually. Is it blood from your finger? Maybe. Are you bleeding? Like he, Whoa. here, can Different I show kind you? Of podcast. It's not. Um, my finger isn't bleeding anymore. Um, huh. I'll ask you another Maybe. question what? because. So what was what? <laughs> oh, she's okay, medic. She's gonna be fine. Medic. She, she's gonna be fine yeah, while she sees the yes. medic. Um, yeah. <laughs> when did you know that you wanted to be a songwriter? And then what was because we didn't get to go to you. What was the first actual like song that you remember? Or like hmm, maybe what's the first song that you remember writing that felt true to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You um. You know I. I went to Belmont in Nashville, which was a very music-centric school, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't even have a songwriting program at the time, but I just made friends who I'm still like very good friends with, with just like the kookiest ones out of the bunch that I could find that were so funny, so talented, which we would discover along the way, but they they needed songs for things, and I sort of became, oh, you need a song? Go to Go to Brett. Like if you need a song for this showcase or if you need something like he'll make it happen. And so I was just doing sessions with friends in, in my apartment. And I also knew that I did not have the means or the budget or the vision yet for myself as an artist. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I just knew I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to talk about. I, I don't possess like the production skills alone to bring that to fruition. Uh So I'm just going to direct my focus on writing for other people. And I got really lucky that uh, John Platt, who is the head of Sony Publishing, Uh was sent my music uh, by 
uh, a really shady manager who ended up like taking money from like stealing money from me, but it all worked out because uh, I was able to get out of that management contract. Oh so it all, it, it was a, a shady crazy, manager is like a, an integral part of the process. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, it really absolutely. is. And, uh, and, and my friends have stories cause he would come up and, uh, and meet us and hang and, and all of that. But, but what he did do was get me a publishing deal. Which is wild, and uh, with Sony, with with Sony, uh, with EMI now Sony. Okay, yeah, um, and uh, and then ten years later, John Platt signed me again because he <laughs> left to run another company and then came back, and now we're working together again. And so I moved to LA, and I was like, oh, I after college, um, and uh, my advance was like just nothing, you yeah. know, like barely anything. They literally slid a check under my door. I went and bought a flat screen. And then moved to LA. That was it. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, and I was like, okay, let's go. And and I was like, you know, I'm going to get to LA, and I'm going to be writing for Beyonce, and going to be writing for all these people. And it was not like that. I I had like one. I always had a full time job for the first like seven years of living here. What were you doing? I was catering. Let's go. Catering, catering, that's catering. Good, that's a good one. Um, I know a lot of caterers. Yeah. Katie works. <laughs> Katie, well, Katie And I made so many friends, but it, we had wild experiences. Uh, I catered Kim Kardashian's wedding to Chris Humphreys. Oh my God. Oh, wow. What the fuck? I was, I'm like in the thick of it. Oh, you told it. me that. Mm-hmm. There was, there's a moment from that wedding where, uh, where, and I had the Jenner table. Uh, myself and like two other servers. And there's a moment where Kris Jenner is dancing on a chair and I'm holding the chair. <laughs> and on the other side of the chair is Kathy Hilton, who's also holding the chair. <laughs> and she looks at me and I'm in my apron, I'm in my outfit. She goes, don't let go. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And, and it was a wild experience. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I catered a lot, of, a lot of stuff. Like I catered the Video Music Awards, the VMAs when... Beyonce did Love on Top. Yeah. That the year. reveal, and, right? And the pregnancy the reveal, reveal. And I was yeah. right there and I'm handing wow. champagne to Britney Spears and handing champagne to Gaga. And 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 uh had really a lot of moments where um I was like writing with certain artists that would also that were at the VMAs that right. year. And I was like, right. this is a very humbling experience. Yeah. It's also a great test of like if these people are actually my friends. Yeah. And they are they and they still are to this day. And no one ever treated me any different. They were like, oh, you're doing what you got to do. Right. And that's how I feel still, you know. Um, but yeah, so just did many sessions and it wasn't for seven or eight years of living here that my first song with uh, an artist named Dea mm-hmm. yeah. came out. And then Shroy and I met shortly after and Youth came out, I think a month or two after that. And I was like, oh, so this is how it is. You just wow. get songs on the radio. And, and then that didn't happen again for uh-huh. a year. So you... You, uh, it's just a a wild experience, but part of that fear of doing same sex, putting same sex pronouns in songs when Troy and Ali X and I Mm -hmm. first started writing Mm -hmm. together, um, was I was so broke and working full-time, a full-time job while also doing sessions where I was like, no, these songs need to be on the radio and they won't be on the radio if they have same sex pronouns. Yeah. And what I give... Troy so much credit for is just being fearless and being like, no, we're, we're good. It's all like, I, I mean, this we is didn't the really, right moment. this is the moment and this is me. And I, I have to be true to myself. His label signed him knowing exactly who he was. Yeah. yeah. And that was incredible to be a part of that. It's really Living special. through, I think like we share, a uh, we, sh- we, we share a similar sort of like experience just living, having lived through that transitional period of the music industry. When Absolutely. was that? What was that? 2013, 2014? Yes. When that happened? Yeah. So that felt like the first time in history where you could get away with that. Like, and we're all so fucking traumatized by how brutal capitalism is. But it takes somebody <laughs> like, being yeah. like, and in the touch. effect of that on your art. Like, it takes yeah. somebody yeah. being yeah, in so touch intense. with the moment and totally. knowing like that this is the right time. Because he was, he was young. He's, he just, he just made He was so young. I think he, he was knew. 19. I mean, but yeah, he, like, he was he a YouTuber, 18. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, and we met, we met through Tyler Oakley. Real? Oh, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of my still like dear friends who I love so much. That's cute. We're so like, wonderfully intertwined at this point Mm -hmm. and also completely independent where we have our own lanes. Mm -hmm. And so that is such 
a nice balance where there's no codependency. Yeah. And I always remind him, and I, he doesn't even need to hear it, but I remind him, like, you don't you don't have to write with me. <laughs> you know what right. I like, like, feel free, like, if you want to work with other people. But Fly. And he's like, oh, no, I do, but with you. And I'm like, well, I, I love that, you know, and it's so special. Um, yeah, it's just it's just really special. And, you know, we'll be we'll be, he's always because he's hanging at the house. I'm working on Drag Race from home a lot. Yeah. And so his influence and his touch is on a lot more Drag Race music than than people realize That's or so know or his vocals will be, you know, uh, maybe in the background of something. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, that's so funny. So it's it's I run basically all the finale songs by him. And Troy, Troy co-wrote I Remember Being Born. I, he might have. <laughs> he might have. That's he so did crazy. help me on um, I Fell Down, I Got Up, I Won, which was Lady Camden's. Oh, wow. my God. I ran into Lady Camden in an elevator. I love Lady oh, Camden. And I was like I love, such a nerd. Love Lady Camden. Yeah, yeah I love Lady Camden. Mm-hmm. Um. Fucking hell. I told you I was going to say this when you came in and and you said that your brain might break. But like, (laughs) but it's like I'm just in a moment with songwriting where it's like, you know, you ever feel like like the angels just never going to visit you again. Mm. And it's like, how do you do it? I kind of feel that way every Every time I okay, sit yeah. down. Also, Katie, to you do just it. you've been visited recently, so relax. Really? Do you ever? <laughs> She's been okay, visited. Do you ever worry that like your tolerance is like? I worry that I have like a addictive like drug relationship with songwriting, where it's like my tolerance has gone you want up. Flow so it's state. Like, I'm not. I'm ungrateful. I'm like not happy <laughs> if I got a good song. You want a great one? I want a great one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I. I <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that might be it. That might like, be I'm actually a little else. more normal than Katie, that. Katie's <laughs> being greedy with the muses. I know. I mean, I, I feel that hunger. Yeah. I love a great pop song. Yeah. Like what I want objectively is a great pop song. Mm-hmm. And so that, that is so, yeah. So I, I definitely love not, um, not like chasing a great song, but just finding it. Finding and, it. And, uh, finding it. Cause I think it's, I think it's there. And, you know, I am so fortunate, I think, to work with a lot of artists that know what they want Mm -hmm. and just want a little help finding it in an easier way. Yeah. You know, so, um, so, yeah, so I don't know. I I don't really have, for me, like a science to it. Every song comes in a different way. Yeah. Sometimes I'll think of a concept. A a lot of my, like, concepts and song ideas come when I'm on a walk or hiking Fryman or something like that. Um, and maybe I'll like smoke a joint before and yeah. go on a hike. And then I think of, I think I thought of uh, like fetish for Selena cool. that way. And, and, and I hate people. Uh, yes. from, from I hate people is maybe uh, the that, most iconic thing that's ever happened on, yeah, on that show. Yeah. I think that's my I'm favorite serious. original it, Queen it's song. unbelievable. Yeah. That was, that was so fun. And that was uh, Sarah Hudson on the vocal for that one, who I love so much. And uh, yeah, so I just try to think of, and even now in pop, uh, you know, depending on what the song calls for, but working in comedy so much has a, has helped me realize that if there's something funny in a set, like if, if we are tossing out a funny lyric. That it's also good. It's good. Yeah. And it should be in there. And if it feels, if you're like, no, that's too much. No, that's probably just right. 100%. And will not even come across as too much to the listener. Yeah. You know, so. Um, much better to make someone laugh than to just like placate. Yes, or like their mind, you know, forgettable. Yeah, totally. I'm just like really in awe of people that co-write in general. As Naomi mentioned, like you're one of the only people that I've like felt really safe co-writing with. And it's just I have so much respect for people who can throw stuff out there and like navigate what's working, what's not. And like I love that you chose the word like the phrase find the song mm. because i really feel like that's that's just kind of nail on the head in terms of like how great songs come to be is like you're just searching for what feels right and it's 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 not a matter of like you don't have to do it all on your own um and you also don't have to do it in that exact moment uh-huh you just find the pieces that well you you're like. like are you a gibberish you're kind of like a you'll you'll I love a gibberish. you'll do a gibberish and you'll like it almost seems like you're channeling it's i like, love a vowel i mm-hmm. love like finding the right vowels sounds, in, yeah. and sounds in in the gibberish yeah 
Because for me in my head, I, I, we know that feeling of when it clicks. Yeah. And like, oh, there's something, there's something there. But yeah, I love, I love gibberish and just like seeing what comes. There's something, I mean, often that's how I will hear a song to begin with. Like when I'm, yeah. when I'm out in the world and listening to music, yes. I'm, I'm, Katie's yeah, much more, wow. it's much easier for Katie to like latch onto a lyric and, and hear the lyrics yeah, in a song. Yeah. But for me, when I'm out in the world, I'll often be like, I'll try to catch a couple words if I like a song. Uh -huh. Like if I'm out at a restaurant or something and I'm hearing something, I'm like, what the fuck is that? But uh -huh. I'm hearing it as gibberish. <laughs> like I don't, that's so interesting. I don't always understand yeah, what your body's the person's responding saying. in a way yeah, like, 100%. I like this. Yeah, exactly. So wow. it, uh, there's something to that. It takes effort for me to hear the lyrics in a song. I have to actually like listen, but I'm paying attention to the music. Hence yeah, why totally. we do that what we do. also takes some and, weight yeah. off of the, like, I mean, I love writing. <laughs> I love like getting the lyric perfect, mm -hmm. but yeah, because sure. of that, it's like, no, just make sure it feels good. Yeah, sure feels I, I definitely good. understand yeah. that with the vowel thing, because I do think the first time you hear a pop song, you know, it's just the way that it all like flows. I, I think it's so cool that you yeah. do that. It's so fun. And I, I, I think one of my favorite things about doing this is adapting to the room. Yeah. And knowing, just like knowing the most important thing when we wrote what I want was for you guys to love it, yeah. not for me to get as many of my ideas in as I can. It's really just like, no, I I want as many songs, you know, with with you guys as we can do. Mm -hmm. And we will do more the, for the, sure. The <laughs> ultimate goal is is for you guys to like it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so so I so it's finding that balance of like. I know you like you turned out that bridge. When I heard that bridge, I almost had a car wreck because it was. <laughs> oh, the bridge is insane. The bridge yeah. is unbelievable, and I was like, I I don't need to be a part of the bridge. Like, you you don't need to be a part of the entire process. Mm -hmm. You just touch something and give just enough to like take the inspiration and run. Right. You know. So, but then some rooms, some sessions, I'll uh, come in with a more like a, a more developed idea or be there the entire way from comping the vocal, vocal producing, sure. helping with the mix notes and all of that. So I love being really involved or just minimally involved, whatever it calls for. Right. And I totally. don't really care. Like right. in the best way, like, I'm like, I don't care. Like as much as you need me or you don't, it is all good. I think that's like such a huge thing. Actually, like, I feel like you've taught me this a lot is, is just seeing and noting like what people's strengths are mm. and then just really playing to that and also like kind of logging it. Like once I realized how good you are at ad-libbing, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna need Leland to like help me, yeah. you know? Aww. And then we ended up like using you for we, one that got up, away. So There's a lot of those background vocals. <laughs> so Thank good. you for that. I was, of course. I was just thinking about that. Um, but yeah, like I can just send you a song and then like five minutes later you'll send me like, all like 10 extra hooks, you know, like to put uh, in to a song as an ad lib. And I can't really do that, but I don't have to because I know other people that can do it. And I can hear in a weird way, like what I can hear other people, artists that I like love and am fans of or have worked with. I can hear their voice. You can hear what they would in do. In my head. And yeah, I can totally. hear what they would sound like singing. That's cool. A lyric. And that's why I also have so much fun writing for Selena. Wow. Yeah, Because totally. I love her tone. Yeah, me too. And I love... Being like, I think, you know, and you do this in a fantasy world mm -hmm. because in what world do I make up something and then she sings it? Right. That is insane. <laughs> but, but, uh, it, it weirdly happens and, you know, that's, it's our job, but, uh, I love coming up with something and, and thinking like, oh, she's going to sound amazing on that or she would sound amazing on that. And then yeah. you just speak it and hope that something happens. Yeah. But I love, I think like Troy makes fun of me sometimes because I can, I do terrible impressions, but I'm trying to express and communicate what I'm hearing in my head. Yeah. Like how this artist would sing it or, you know, we all have songs that we probably like would pitch for something and we're like, oh, Kylie would sound good on this or, or whoever would sound great on this. And yeah. then you try to hear them singing it and you listen back to the song Whoa. over and over and over being like, okay, let me imagine the weekend on this. Let me imagine Dua on this. Yeah. And, and it's fun to listen to a song in that context I mean, as many times as you need to. I feel like that takes a sort of confidence though. Like how did you unlock having that confidence to like put yourself in someone else's shoes? You know what I mean? I, I, that's the thing that I'm always amazed by because I do think 
uh, co-writing does take a lot of self-assuredness that it takes a while to like develop in an artist and how did you cultivate that in yourself? I think I, I just tried to write with my friends who I just would laugh around and feel safe around because yeah, songwriting so is so intimate mm -hmm. and scary. And even now I will sometimes go into a room if it's new writers and feel like the underdog <laughs> when I, when, and I'm like, wait, what's, what is happening to me right now? Mm -hmm. Why am I reverting? But you're gay. You're gay. Yeah. yeah that's literally what it is. <laughs> but I, but I've just found, yeah, th that just writing with friends instead of trying to, when, when people ask like songwriting advice, I'm like, don't try to write up. Don't try to spend all your energy writing with the writers that are bigger than you or the ones that are killing it right now. Uh -huh. Write with the people that want to write with you. Yeah, yeah, totally. And what I love doing most, which I know you guys have been a part of, is I love bringing everyone that I love over to my house. Yeah. And like being being a, a, just a place where people can be stupid and fun <laughs> and and play running charades or we've got this like game now which is I, I need to give the right uh i did not come up with this game but it is called red blanket and it is you get a prompt there's two teams and you have to design a designer gown un <laughs> in under a minute with a blanket I would love, I and then would you love do a reveal so much. I, I, we need to have a game night but like nothing makes me happier than holding a flashlight to be the, and pretending that it's a spotlight and playing music from while someone like does the a speaker walk. while someone does yeah. the walk. It's and so uh, fucking I, I would, I would die to do that. We have to do that. Uh, I just want to say too, like it actually makes so much sense like to think of you as a Southern boy because you do have like that hospitality and mm. like the sense of you the make, you make mm. community around you. And I think we, it's just really nice to have that in these in these big city streets the one thing i will add before him is that also you are so willing to share your success like uh -huh. even with us and with other people i think that is just i i know you as just like a generous person and that is just a, a wonderful thing about you thank you that, that, that's that means so much and i i love like doing the love victor gig for the three seasons was one of the best jobs i've ever had because i literally just got to pay my friends yeah. to, to be Iconic. on a soundtrack and Disney was paying them money. So cool. Like, it's was, just awesome. <laughs> that was incredible. And no, I got I to write gay songs. I, I I forget how many we did, but uh, also, you know, um, Grag Queen who won Queen of the Universe season one, mm -hmm. a Brazilian queen who's unbelievable and now hosting Drag Race Brazil, oh my God. which is iconic. But to have her have, have a drag queen and it, it never be any pushback, just be like, no, this is who needs to be on the soundtrack in this scene. Um, that was just so fun. And I also got to use it to work with people I've, I've always wanted to work with. That was a great opportunity for us to to meet. To yeah, meet. totally. Um, yeah. Which was so amazing. So I, I just feel like there's, I think, especially in our community, everyone has their lane mm -hmm. and, and there's room for everyone. So I'm like, yeah, it, it's all good. Of course. Yeah. Come hang out. Yeah. Yeah. We're just climbing out of the rubble of that like scarcity mentality as a culture, I feel like. Mm -hmm. That there's room for everyone. Yeah. And that it's all good. I do love that though. But yeah, all my friends from college sing on Drag Race, sing in the Vegas Drag Race show. God. Um, they all do characters. They all, we're, I'm just doing what we were doing in college. Yeah. Creating characters, putting on shows. If you ever need us to sing on a Drag Race song. Done. You know. Done. That we will. Absolutely. Um, so the chaotic question <laughs> usually goes like, do you remember if there was a specific piece of media um, that maybe first gave you an inkling of like... Or an experience. Something is not right. Yeah. Yes. I. <laughs> wow. There is. There is. I mean, I was standing in my grandmother's living room in Indiana. We were visiting my dad's side of the family. And it was uh, the... Video the VMAs where Britney did Oops I Did It Again. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! And she's walking down the stairs, and the reveal, you know, the 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 sequin tux, you see a little like peak of the nude bodysuit underneath. Yeah. yeah. And the the hat is happening, and she's singing "I Can't Get No Satisfaction" or the slow version that then goes into Oops I Did It Again. Yeah. Oh, so that, I'm actually getting chills thinking about that. It, that <laughs> I'm gonna watch performance, that. like I just remember exactly where I was and. I remember then spending the rest of the trip 
trying to learn the choreography mm. whenever like anyone wasn't looking. <laughs> uh, and and uh, so and you so, knew to hide it. I, I did st- even at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that at that time, but it had such a significant impact where I was like, I don't know what how to put into words what I'm feeling, but I need to be a part of this somehow. Uh huh. Somehow, and uh, and so then yeah, I just like fell in love with pop music. Yeah. So much, and uh, you know, I would buy Britney albums, and my mom would rip out the cover, which was crazy, and I was like, I don't even care. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you know what you I'm realizing? I feel like you're answer this. I feel like you're answering this question in like what, which makes sense. What like, traumatized me? Enough no, no, into no. Being like gay? what? <laughs> 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 but it's like it's interesting because there is th- such a connection of like if a boy, if a kid is like really into pop music, yeah, probably gay. My brother. Yeah. But did you yeah. know uh, that at the same time? Like, were you like, uh, if I like the, if I like this to the degree that I like it, then that has an implication about my sexuality? I didn't at the time, um, but I think it was as I started to just consume media more. And I remember getting to a place in high school where I was like, this is bullshit. Like, just mm-hmm. like what I was experiencing and, and, uh, what my like routine was and the things that I was having, you know, my, all, all that stuff. I was just like, this is bullshit. And I can't wait to, to leave. leave. Yeah. And, and Belmont, even though at the time it was um, like a Baptist school, yeah, uh, they dropped it a couple years after getting there. And I also realized this is the gayest place in the world. Amazing. Because everyone who was like me went there. Amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it was an amazing stepping stone for, self-discovery and the way that my friends and I came out to each other was hilarious. I mean, my best friend read my Facebook messages to find out that I was hooking up with my sweet mate. And that's how he found out I was gay. Oh my God, you're hooking up with your sweet mate? Yeah, it was the full fantasy. That's amazing. That's That's pretty hot. And I had my own room because my roommate had been kicked out for drugs week one, not by my doing, by his own. Uh, And so I had my own room and I was like, well, this is You're like, perfect. I'm not a narc. No, not at all. But I was like, this is perfect. Because now I smoke weed all day long. So Yeah, um, sure. Wait, I we don't have to talk about this if we if we well, don't want no, to. Was, was your sweet mate also closeted? Yes. I mean, everyone was closeted. At freshman year, there was not a single out gay person that I knew, and there was no grinder. So you were just having to figure out who was gay by vibes. Uh, I find this to be hot. You were living like it was. It was so we lived through handkerchief life. We did. We like lived through that too. I think, or I've I experienced that. I wasn't. I never asked the people that I hooked up with whether or not they were gay. Fair enough. I I didn't really have to ask. Yeah. Some people you don't have to ask because you just start doing. You just know. Some people you don't have to ask, but if you're a person like me and you have a proclivity for people who are maybe a little different than Uh you, you would be curious to ask them but you don't ask well you don't know where someone's at in their trauma yeah (laughs) for sure yeah exactly it's like are you are you ready to deal with this or not Mm -hmm. because you don't want to you know yeah that that was i was there for some really um yeah like fundamental moments for people in college Mm -hmm. as they were yeah working up the courage to act on their feelings and their attractions and yeah and all of that and so uh, it was, but yeah, so we, my friend read my Facebook messages and, and then at one point that day he, we were in a car together and he was like, don't hate me, but I read your Facebook messages and I know you're gay. Oh my God. And when he said that the biggest weight was off my shoulders, but there was this pause and, and we couldn't, he couldn't even say it at the time, but he said, and I'm, I'm that way too. Mm. And that forever like bonded us and we're wow. still best friends to this day. Wow. And we couldn't even say it at the time. And this isn't yeah. that long ago. I mean. It's a minute ago. The kids don't understand, though. Like they don't wild. understand. It wasn't that long ago, and no. like we couldn't. It was so different. Are, are, we I mean, the media. Felt, yeah. You know, just everything. Yeah, continue. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like we, we even felt the shadow of our parents mm-hmm. that far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it took me a long. The reason why I think it took me so long, like moving here and seven or eight years before I had my first cut, I had to re-influence myself i had to like deprogram totally. all of the influences that i grew up with yeah. and then i keep some like i 
did a praise and worship song for the other two last uh, season two of the other two. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking slays. Oh my God. And singing that one and wrote that one. And, <laughs> and so that one, I was like, when Chris and Sarah called me and we're like, here's, here's the idea. I was going to say, here's the challenge. Cause that's what it always is for like drag race. But yeah. they're like, here's, here's the episode. I was like, oh, I got this. And I love being able to pull from leading praise and worship yeah, for that. That's but fucking awesome. it took me a long time to find the right influences of like, Prince and Rufus Wainwright and Madonna and and then falling in love with Britney Spears and all of them all over again because yeah. I had to love them in like secrecy. Yeah. Um. So uh. Yeah. So it just took me a little bit longer, I think, to to write songs that weren't dated. Right. You know. And now I feel like I've got all like the tools, which is nice. Wait, I got thrown off because I'm like, what songs have you written that are dated? You never heard them. <laughs> sure. It, it was like hundreds of songs over the first seven years of living in LA where I was just chasing. I was like chasing. I was like, Jason Derulo has a big song. Let me try to write 10 songs to pitch to him. Right. Or uh, yeah, totally. Maroon 5, let me try to write for them or whoever. And I was I was definitely changing a lot of myself to try to get just like good pop songs. And I yeah. was never quite executing it correctly. And yeah. I would turn in songs to my publisher and- and I would be so excited. And then thankfully they were honest with me and they were like, yeah, not quite there yet. And now I'm as a publisher myself, I, I have uh, Slay. songwriters. I'm telling them like, just you're, you're almost there and there's no trick that I can tell you yeah. to take a shortcut, uh-huh. but you're continuing to sharpen your instincts. Yeah. And That's now, what I was gonna say. now one of my writers is like turning in just unbelievable. She like tapped into it. And I said, I, I can't encourage you other than just keep, keep writing because you you have to get past this song to get to the next one. Yeah. So I had to get through a lot of songs to get to which and, and, and then the song that you think is going to go. It's always a different one. It's always a random one. It's a random one. You know, uh, Daya, the song Hideaway, she was just hanging out with us in the studio now. And we're like still like very good friends to this day and I care about her so much and I'm so proud of her. And she uh, came out as a, a queer artist not that long ago and that was so amazing. Cool. But, you know, we were writing songs with her about boys yeah. for, for the first while. Uh-huh. Um, but that was just her hanging out in the studio one day. Yeah. That wasn't, uh, we weren't writing, trying to write anything. And then that song just sort of like took off on its own. Yeah, you're so really not in control. You're not in control. You're describing something too, like what you just said about you know needing to leave behind like your influences and then needing to like reintegrate them Mm -hmm. I feel like I went through that big time when I left my home and like when I went to school to study songwriting um I really went off the rails and like left behind a lot of like pop instincts. I was like, I'm gonna go like full, like Riot Girl, and uh, which I would love to hear those songs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. But, but, and I wrote some crazy songs. Yeah, we wrote some crazy songs. Ugh. But but it, I do think that that like that cycle. There's there's something very very universal about that. It's like you need to leave behind everything and then. So that when you come back, you can find which parts of it are actually you. Absolutely. And there's something so fun and freeing about pulling those influences back in and flipping them. Yeah. And writing. Owning owning them. Owning them and making them fucking hilarious. Yeah. You know, like I I did not imagine writing a praise and worship song called Jesus Fucking Slays. But like who else could do that? But it's so. It had to be you. It just. I'm like, got it. So now, now it kind of makes sense. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like a very weird full circle moment, but that's a beautiful way to put it. I love being able to look back and be like, yeah, that was traumatic, but I'm going to take this from it because it makes me happy. Yeah. Or this from it because it makes me laugh and I think it's going to make other people laugh. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And it's I feel like you have cycle. to keep doing it. You do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like song Kinda. songwriter therapy. Yeah. Um incredible. Do we want to do a review review? Are there any other questions you want to get in? I mean, I have a thousand a questions. Thousand. I'm I'm not in a rush, so as long as you want. Um what time is it? It's 3:52. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I probably should go. Mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. 
I'm going to dinner with uh, early dinner with my mother. Oh, lovely. Where are you going? Your mother. She wants yeah, to go to Girl on the Go. Oh. oh, cute. Stephanie Izzard. What? She uh, she won Top Chef Chicago. Oh, Whoa. cute. Yeah, yeah. That's how my Let's mom knows it. Incredible. It's, Chicago. it's incredible. From Chicago. Um, okay, so so on our show. We read a review and then we review the review. Amazing. So <laughs> usually they're pretty good. Okay. Zadie and Ferrante gave a five-star review. Masterclass in crispy R's. What? This, what? <laughs> this podcast makes me giggle, baby. Love Naomi's quips, Katie's vulnerability, and Joe's near constant crispy R's and old-timey commentary. What do, the hell does a crispy, <laughs> crispy R mean? I was hoping maybe you guys would know. Uh, oh, um, my God. No, great. now we're old. Is it just that, like, Joe's pronounces R's like R? I think so. And then it says, Hold great on. Great company when you can't be left alone with your, with your own thoughts, parentheses, all the time. Crispy R uh, accent. Okay. What? Is it just California? California? Okay, no. Yeah, it's very pleasing to hear you speak, okay, Joe. Right. I give this review a 10 out of 10 because it's intriguing. Oh, I'm, I'm very like, intrigued. Yeah. It makes you look I'm, up I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm not only, yeah, I'm not only intrigued, but I'm, become, I'm getting educated. Researching. My yeah. only negative is that it kind of makes me feel like um, it... it you ever just like be talking and then okay. someone's like, thank you so much for your vulnerability. And you're like, what did I say? <laughs> I'm just like, Wait, no. okay, hold on. Okay, I'm not so doing. Um, and here are some celebrities with crispy R's. Crispy. Like crispy wait, wait, wait. R's. Okay, number one, Courtney Kardashian has crispy R's. R. Max Greenfield, a.k.a. Schmidt from New Girl. Yeah. Are all these. Crime. Crime that warrants statistics. A few action sessions. Yeah. She plays Carolina. Um, yeah. Miss Doug Mara. I cannot pronounce her last name. Um, but she has very sort of crispy R's and is oh. very elegant. Um, and I really noticed her crispy R's watching. That was a sexy voice. Succession. I don't think I have this that. Is this is that girl who acts. <laughs> She's really so good. Ellen DeGeneres has very crispy R's. Um, kind of famously has crispy R's and wow. Anna, you know I, I think she's probably the most famous person who with crispy R's girl? it's the girl who does the really good mouth so, impressions uh, it's Wait, a pretty iconic list I need, to, I need to listen I need her in my life yeah this girl this Didn't girl yeah. did that thing where she was like how actors act based on their mouth shape alone and she like transformed into oh, yeah. a bunch of different wow. people she's pretty awesome she, she's a star so shout out to Can I'm gonna you, name like, her Mary Elizabeth Kelly shout out to Mary Elizabeth Kelly to, for explaining what crispy R cris, crispy and R's I think that's an, a, a huge compliment to for someone to say that you have crispy R's can you like say a sentence with a bunch of R's Josette now she's I, self-conscious. We're gonna have to do it another time. Uh, Rem remember, remember the rain in Roanoke. Yeah, <laughs> remember the wow. Yeah, you. You know what's do. funny? That Katie and I wrote a song about Roanoke. No, you yes, didn't. Did. No, you did it. Remember the folk. No, I wish I could send it to you. And it's like a folk to allegory. Let's be honest. It's, it was Roanoke. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it Katie, was. Katie fact was checked. in her spider era. Yeah, Roanoke. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Remember the rain in Roanoke. I, yeah, I, you do I, I a little bit of crisp. It's not what, the crispiest, that? but I, it's I'm pretty not crispy. picking up on it. But <laughs> I, it's a little crispy. Okay, I, but that's I don't we'll know. Send the crispy R test. I, I, think I there do is have one. a. I have beef with with the the. I guess it's because of the way the word crispy sounds. But mm. but I, I think, I, I think it should be titled sounds crispy. I, I think it should be sounds because it should called be something else. Because it's mm. a little, it's a little more. The C and the P are really upstaging, you know. Yeah, it's and it's a little yeah. more elegant than. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little more like crispy yeah. makes blah, you think blah, blah. of. It's a little yeah. more languid. Yeah, crispy is like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make, yeah, wavy R. I, I agree. Yeah, I it's don't a wavy know what R. I see a wavy though. R. Yeah, wavy um, R. Rounded curled R. Curled R. Curled R. Curl was yeah. a pitch okay. for our R. band name. There you go. Curled R. R. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, everybody. Um, Go stream Leland's song "Bad at Letting Go" featuring Muna, hundred percent, and stream the many other. Songs I love that, that song so much. It's I, so good. I can't it wait is so for us good. to perform it together. It sometime. is no, so good. Oh my god! I can't wait. I I would. I I'm jizzing. It's gonna happen. <laughs> maybe for the Greek. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Ooh, I had um, that thought too. Actually, thank you. Love you so on. much. Love all of you. Thank you for having wait, me. Wait, everyone's got to do their thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, all right. We love you, and I love you, Katie. Thank you for doing this with us. I love you. And I love you, Naomi. And I didn't close my eyes that time. I looked right this at Joe. This was such a pleasure. I love you all through my screen.
I'm missing everyone and loving everyone. And I love you, Josette. And we're wishing Josette um, better health. Uh, Joe, you got an IV drip. How was that? No, I, I got shot in the ass. You got shot in the ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> got it. That's different. I got a, I got a C in my ass. A nice. Um, that will certainly help. Did you Did you get? It's, it was only painful. It was ass based exclusive. Uh, yeah, it was ass based exclusive. She said. She said, "Let me see that thing and see what she that those, thing do." Those, and so then I yeah. whipped off my pants. Nice. <laughs> that she said that thing do. She shot me. All right, cool. She shot me. She uh, shot me. Um, I am. Truly just so honored to be here talking to all of you. And this was the the best. Oh. And I love all of you. And I love all the songs we've written and everything that we've got to do together. Yep. And I love you, Leland. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Wow. And job. I love and I love all the songs we're gonna write in the future. And they're gonna Absolutely. be really good. I love the future <laughs> yes, babies. Yes. And I yes. love all of you that are gonna they're gonna stream me, get it to number one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Katie's success era. My success era. <laughs> Thank you. Love you guys. Gayotic is a production of HeadGum. Created and hosted by us, the band Muna, but mostly we're known as the famous podcasters from the podcast Gayotic. Our producer is Anya Konovskaya. And our associate producer is Ali Khan. If you want to prove that you love us, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever people review podcasts. We might even pick your review and talk about it if it's a really good and really nice one. You can subscribe to Gayotic on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop on Hump Day, Wednesday, one of the greatest days of the week, baby. That's right. We do this regularly because we have fucking discipline. You're listening to our voices right now, which sound pretty good. But guess what? The face cards don't decline either. So head over to our Instagram at whereismuna and like one of our photos. I mean, truly any dopamine hit we can get is helpful. Meet you right back here next week. (laughs) That was a HeadGum Podcast.